again and welcome to another SDGC After Hours. I'm John and tonight I have Derek and Finn with me and this is episode three of our Metal Gear Solid retrospective focused of course on Metal Gear Acid. I'm just kidding. We're talking about Metal Gear Solid 3 tonight and Can we're we aiming acid? for what you mean you mean like the, the game. game or, or yeah. okay all right I thought you meant like can we do acid and I was like I mean that's a little more hardcore than I tend to go, yeah. but you know, like, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna tell you to live your life in. Um, if it's but, a safe but, environment. So here's the deal: we're aiming for these. We t- we we try to aim for about forty five minutes to an hour uh, for these, and I'm I'm really happy that we're on Metal Gear Solid three one because it's my favorite game in the franchise. But two. For Metal Gear Solid Four, just want to throw it out there: we could go an hour, an hour and a half, and still be, and we could come in at less time than some of that game's cutscenes. Uh, but but that's a story for Metal Gear Solid Four. Tonight we're talking about Metal Gear Solid Three, uh, and I know that this is not just my favorite in the franchise. I I know it's Derek's, absolutely, uh, and I believe it's Finn's as well. No, nope, no, not oh, even I close. So this is this actually is gonna be... I'm gonna I'm gonna start with. Some some heat, some good Scoville units right here at the Ooh, beginning of the right. podcast. This is the only Metal Gear Solid game I respect. Hmm. Interesting. At I'm, all. I am I am going to is that something you can expound on now or can you do it as we go through It would be better to do it as we go, I believe. Okay. But if you want a Cliff's Notes version of it, uh Metal Gear Solid 3 is probably the best self-contained story and it has probably the least uh like the least kojima bullshit i'm not a kojima person i i greatly dislike hideo kojima's style uh so i recognize that's a that is a personal opinion thing that is not a me saying that kojima is bad and people who enjoy kojima should feel bad um but i find kojima to be hollow and pretentious when he's at his the top of his style, um, and I, I find Metal Gear Solid Three to be the rare example of something from him that is very grounded and character focused. I, so. I I definitely think that he got more and more, let's say, Kojima you all just did Metal on. Gear Solid Two. Um, I'm just gonna point out that this is yeah, Three is like, sandwiched between Two and Four because that's how numbers work. So and and uh, and and we we actually uh, what's interesting about Metal Gear Solid Three is you know we'll go ahead and kick off our our retrospective. Is it's not is, as good as two? I agree. No, that's not what I'm saying at all. Uh, what I am saying <laughs> is that we're not even playing a Solid Snake this time. Like we we got a, a we got a couple of hours with uh, with Solid Snake in Metal Gear Solid Two, but in Metal Gear Solid Three, we are playing uh, the biggest of bosses. Yeah. Um, in Metal Gear Solid not, Two, Kojima unsolided our snake, and that trend continues. It, it yeah, it, it did. Um, and this time we are we are naked snake. Ooh. Hell yeah! Yeah. Love so this is this snake, is the prequel prequel. This is this is the prequel to the prequel, and uh, as 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 uh, you know, I'm just gonna call him Big Boss because we all know he's Big Boss. Yeah, um, but but his, he's but, he's unbigged his boss too because this he's, is, he's right. He's not, he's not, not even yet. a boss yet. He's not even yeah. a boss yet. Like he's, no, he's not big he's, nor a boss. He's just, just a, naked, a snake. naked snake. He's just a naked snake, and 
landing and so we see him we're introduced to him uh as he completes uh as major zero calls it the world's first halo jump uh and of course major zero goes on to bigger and better things uh in metal gear solid 4 as we find out later uh we're, we're 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 introduced to these two characters first major zero and naked snake uh major zero is major zero is an interesting character first he's he's what he he names himself after major he's major tom right before he's major zero he calls himself major his real name is david o uh that's major zero's actual real name uh and i, I read a bio on him and he loves james bond movies uh he's very very quintessential uh british sas type uh and he's got a sick bomber jacket too like i love that fucking bomber jacket that he wears uh he's got like you know the scarred up eye he basically looks like a british version of charlton heston from true lies like that's what major zero looks like uh and i can't remember he's who is he voiced by did, did do any of you guys know who he's actually voiced by um the, the guy's name is on the tip of my tongue uh, and I can't fucking remember it. I mean, Metal Gear Solid tends to be all over the place with like between Jim Piddick. See, I don't know that Wikipedia name. No, like, Jim Piddick. But okay. yeah, Metal yeah. Gear Solid is never okay. stuck to like just using big name voice actors. It usually mixes things around right. quite a bit. So. And uh, and and so Major Zero is uh, is basically Snake or uh, Naked Snake's Colonel Campbell. Uh, for lack of a better term, yeah, uh, he guides him through his adventure. Uh, he tells him all about CQC. Um, you know, like basically serves that 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 Colonel Campbell role. Uh, and so Snake lands, and he's you know traipsing through. I, th- I think we start what we start in somewhere in Russia, I believe, right? Uh, somewhere in Russia, and we're looking for some nuclear weapons that uh, that Colonel Volgan uh, has either. I can't remember it. He got them from the boss, who was Snake's mentor, right? Like that's where he got those nukes from. I I, I want to no, say no. That's, that's not this yet. Like, this will be the, a in fine in the gift. first part. That's in that's the first the second part. In the prologue, you're there to rescue. Oh, he's looking the, for Sokolov. The, yes, the scientist. Right. Sokolov. That's right. That's you're right. You're trying to okay. extract he's, with the scientist. He's going. To, I I find that to be a very effective tutorial, but also the weakest part of the game. Um, well, yeah, because it's short, like, it's linear, it's extremely, there's one solution to everything, but it's got to teach yeah. you the game, and it's got to teach you everything that's very different about Metal Gear Solid 3 compared to the other games, which... Yeah, like, because 3 added a bunch of mechanics that had never been seen before and were kind of... Like camo, like, right, Finn? The camo, like, the, and the then kind of dropped re- afterward. Well, the repair method, or not the repair, but how you, like, fix wounds. Yeah, yeah. Well, like and, like, field right, dressing. Right. And then, see... QCQ or whatever. Yeah, CQC. I mean, needed uh, to hunt, hunt for uh, you know food to keep your like hunger your and stamina, stamina meter. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So they added a lot snake, of stuff. Snake. Yeah, naked snake is hypoglycemic. He gets cranky if he doesn't get if he doesn't eat regularly. But Shit, you same. know what? They're, That's why. Right off the bat, not right off the bat. Right after this intro mission, we are treated to one of the best things in the entire franchise, which is the James Bond intro. Oh my god! Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh my God! It, it's. I'm so glad you brought that up. Um, I absolutely love the fucking Snake Eater song because it it's is so ridiculous and nonsensual. One of the best. Like, one of the best like pieces of music in gaming. I love it 
so completely and unironically. It's just a James Bond opening. I love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. Yeah, they- I mean, Derek, I, I I believe that one day you will feed on a tree frog. Yeah, one day it's gonna happen. One day, uh, and of Snake course that song is used to great effect in one of my favorite. Oh, very good, Derek. Very good. Are, Finn, do you feel like you're still in a dream? Um, Finn is not amused constantly. by bullshit. No, yeah. generally not. <laughs> I am in a constant... But that, my doctor says, is called derealization. So that's a different thing entirely. That's what happens when Finn... That's what happened when, when, Finn, when Finn does the acid he was talking about earlier. It's true. Um, so, so let's take a minute and, uh, and talk about the rogues gallery in this game because I, that, that, this that is, is one, one of the, the reasons why defines... I don't like three as much. Cause it had the See? weakest rogues gallery. Mm-hmm. See, I think, I think three, I'm going to agree with Finn. I think three has broadly a weak rogues gallery. Like, so if John, as you already brought up after the prologue, uh, your mentor, the boss defects along with her right. kind of closest, uh, whatever word a henchman isn't correct because they're not henchmen when you're a good guy, but they become henchmen when you switch to the baggage comrades and her yeah. closest comrades or, switch or sides Derek, and they deliver a tactical news. These are her thunderbolts. Sure. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Um, but like the boss is an incredible character. Um, Ocelot, oh, 100%. Ocelot, like it's really interesting having young Ocelot in this game. And he does feel like a character you're kind of interested in and invested in seeing like what ends up happening to him and how he grows into the ocelot you get to know, even if he's like definitely still a bit of a bitch twink. Um, and I'm then Volgan, when he came out, no, no, I'm sorry, Derek, go ahead. I was gonna say, and then Volgan's a, a great, like overarching villain to the story. I think the problem is that like you've got, when it comes to the actual, your 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 Mavericks, right? Your four mini bosses under the boss. There's only the one of them. Yeah, the Cobra unit. Thank you. There's only one that's any good, that's any bit memorable or cool, and it's the end. The old guy that's a sniper who has one of the best boss fights. And only because fights. of the way you could the kill end him. Is, yeah. The end it's is a the really, best boss fight in the franchise. But, but to be sure. fair, a really good and unique boss fight, like that is part of how you make a character very memorable. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, the, the pain, the fury and, um, the, the sorrow, the sorrow, the sorrow, and what's the, 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 the spider mother, the fear, the fear, the fear, the, they're, they're just bad boss fights. All of them. Okay. De- okay. All right, Derek. Let me and say, they're not I good characters. Tolerate, they're not interesting. I will tolerate no besmirchment of bee ninja. You will, you, ninja. there is, there is no, there is no insulting bee rejected ninja Spider-Man villain this, ass <laughs> motherfucker. Tommy gun. Like motherfucker nope. is the, making nope. bee grenades, dude. Like you got to respect that. I don't. You got to respect that. <laughs> no, he's like, he's like grenade. And the first time he made a bee grenade, I was like, this game is fucking something special yeah. like this. This fucking rules. I will say I at least respect something. the audacity of, of the pain to just be a man who's covered in bees and hurt all the time. And at no point has gone, maybe I should stop using bees in my arsenal. Like this Dude, isn't he a man. He regurgitates magic bees. He regurgitates. <laughs> magic this is bees. not a man with command of bees. He's been stung so many times. Like that's a, my that's guy. That's a great point. 
just pick up a different weapon, man. Just learn yeah. to use knives, like, maybe. I don't know. Why Shit. are you making a B Tommy gun, dude? There's like, like, dude, you're in a war zone. There's, you're yeah. surrounded by perfectly good weapons of war. Like, why like imagine, bees, imagine if, if the only gun I ever chose to use as an elite soldier is a gun that like shot a very tiny bullet back at me every time I shot it. Right? <laughs> like. Is this uh, a bad choice? But I mean, no, I think it's a weak rogues gallery. I think the he's end actually, is pretty neat. He's actually the main villain of uh, The Wicker Man 2, starring <laughs> Nicolas Cage. <laughs> <laughs> but you compare them to, I mean, Metal Gear Solid 1 and Metal Gear Solid 2, like, which had such great quartets of like sub-villains. And, See, and I, I just couldn't stand the Metal Gear Solid 2 villains. I hated them. Oh, I know we already had this discussion yeah. during the two one. John, I think, hates I think, him, the, and he's I think, wrong. I think but. they're the only part of of two that I I really enjoy much, to be honest with you. Um, but again, I have very spicy well. Here, takes. Here's the thing about three. Here's the thing about three is that there's a reason no one gives a shit about them outside of the fight with the end, and it's because the boss is so good. It doesn't matter that the other members of Cobra Squad are lackluster. Yes, the boss carries the boss. The <laughs> boss carries the entire game, and and she is what makes this game special and memorable to most people. It has great like high level villains and really bad sub villains. Is the way I would yeah. put it. But I, but I you don't even that, really um, care. So I I so so this game also introduces introduces this by the way to Ava, uh, who is the I I don't want to say love interest of of Snake, but also kind of is the um, lust interest. The lust interest, yeah. She Snake has. Well, it depends lust entirely on whether or not you hold the R one button and look down in those cutscenes. So that's really oh, up to the yeah, player. Oh yeah, that's right. Now that is some <laughs> hey, that hasn't right aged well in, in retrospect, has it? That has. Huh. Kojima aged. introducing an ogle women button. Who'd have thought? But also. Also, I gotta tell you, like Kojima also introduced a very openly bisexual villain in uh, in Colonel Volgan. Yeah, um, but it's it's played out as 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 kind of a horror and gross thing. Like it's and it's kind of played for comedy. So I don't think it's I don't want to give him that because like Volgan like coming up and and so there's a bit in the game you know that that he's bisexual only because if you go in wearing a, a what is it Rykov. It's it's Rykov's like a, it's it's Raiden yeah. it's Raiden but which is ridiculous um, yeah yeah I know but it's it's some colonel under him and he like comes up behind you and he he damn he basically fingers your butthole like right behind you as he's talking to you like <laughs> Whoa, yeah I don't good that. game I don't I'm gonna well he like he grabs your ass incredibly powerfully and you definitely watch I mean it's there's some like concho shit going on look he gets close is all i'm saying but he grabs your ass very aggressively and powerfully and it's like a straight up like a, i'll see you in the showers later colonel like kind of vibe <laughs> as to what's going on and like the problem is that that's played kind of for gags um you know in that it is it is funny that you got groped and also that he is a predatory like hyper masculine hyper predatory like gay which is an unfortunately common trope the other thing is they're mocking raiden and the whole reason that it's the raiden mask and that rykov the gay lover looks like raiden is because how much people made fun of raiden for being somewhat feminine looking and must if, be if gay that, yeah even though that point, he actually. had a fucking wife so which i guess he could be that's, by, a, but that's not the point that's so, a good point though derek I it's yeah that. yeah so i mean like i don't i don't feel i mean i'm not gonna like yell about it but like it's not my favorite, but like there's so much worse that 
that's not going to be the hill I die on. Do you know what I it's mean? It's just another example of a uh, Kojima not aging well. Yeah, 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 exactly. Because that's like the thing, you got to think about it. Thing. When Metal Gear Solid Three came out, I mean, it was never okay, but it was like that was the humor at the time that was socially. Acceptable I still call people for gay. better or worse. I still call people gay as an insult when that game came out, and I'm gay. Like, yeah, you know, I mean, so this is 2004. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so the difference is I'm, that I can stop and the game cannot. You know, yeah. we can grow and, and it's just that's the, the danger of all media, I think. So just the it's I, the I, same f- fate that has befallen every 80s and 90s comedy. Mm-hmm. So re- remind me, Ava was turned out to be like I, I one thing I didn't like about the game was how convoluted Ava's motivations were like 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 well, and, she was a double way, agent, like, right? She, she was, was a, a double agent, agent, really, because she, she well, was yeah. China the whole time. Um and but but you don't ever find that out until the very like the credits of the game uh in an audio recording. Well, and then uh, fucking Ocelot's a double agent, triple agent. He's a double whatever. agent, yeah. So like and I feel like that that is the moment where where Metal Gear like I love Metal Gear. Thankfully Solid 3, that's like the like credits. That is so. the moment. It is the credits, yeah. but, but it's, it's but, like, retroactively it trying to add more depth into the story, and it really just muddles it because everything worked fine with Ocelot being a um, a Russian colonel, you know, just a Russian like, colonel, I mean, right? Yeah. Everything worked fine with Ava just being a double agent who was trying to to help you, who was pretending to be one of them. Like you didn't need the extra last minute. Like this is not the usual suspects. You're not pulling it off. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And, and and I like it was it was that it was and the thing with uh, the thing with Ocelot was actually like a post credits thing. It's like that that one last thing after the credits, and it's just an audio call. And I think it's between Ocelot and it was either the director of the CIA. It was the director of the CIA, and because he's like you know I'm available anytime, Mister Director, or and 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 it's like I'm just now finding, and that felt like one layer too many. Uh, and and I, I was welcome just like, to Metal Gear. Where yeah, it's always right? and, just and, one layer too many. And and I also I'm like, this is a purely aesthetic thing. But like the whole game, I'm like, look, I I love seeing how Ocelot. Like I love seeing Ocelot's origins as a young man and how he adapted his revolvers. But why is he speaking with an American accent? Like this guy's fucking Russian. Like why? I I I, I don't get it. Like what? Why and. Like uh, uh, what's his name? Um, well, because he's Volgan. American. Like Volgan isn't, but but dude, Volgan is straight up Russian. Like he's a Russian colonel. Like why is Volgan speaking with an American accent? Like because it's Ocelot's American. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, they they make the thing the the thing too towards the end about like he's named after an American cat. Like Ocelots are an American cat. Like there's a lot of hints in the game already that are like Ocelot is American. And I think that works without the call at the end. Right. Um, but, but I mean, I think, I think it's Ava's that's really more convoluted to be honest with you. I mean, so she was working for, so she was working against Volgan. She was mm-hmm. working with Volgan. She was working against snake in some capacity, but then she was also working with snake and ultimately, she was working for the Chinese government. But in Metal Gear Solid Four, but but here's the thing, Finn. Like that is never touched on again. Like 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 Ava shows up. Wasn't in Metal it touched Solid on? Is it four? not in Four? I don't remember no, because I'm pretty sure that not. Four. I just blanked out a lot of Four. I experienced it, 
in linear order, I just don't remember a single fucking I th- thing. I, th- I think the thing about with four is my brain's the protecting. Only one I've never me. replayed. Yeah, my brain's protecting me either. from four. Well, I've never replayed five either, but it's still more recent. But like four, yeah. when it came out in two thousand seven, I was like, or eight, or whenever it came out, I was like, yeah, all right, that definitely makes sense. So there was there, a three-minute crawling sequence. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's, speaking of crawling, there there's there are some gameplay elements that I, f- I feel like we re- we really need to touch on for Metal Gear Solid Threes. Things that were new to the series. We have real uh, stealth and, for once. And well, yes. I mean, well, and and I think we should also talk about how some of these, like they were innovative, but going back, they like the mechanics of them don't age well. The controls start, are a little messy for sure. Well, and I want I want to start with camo, right? Like this was the first time, like Derek said, like we got actual stealth. Right, and that came in the form of camo, and you had a little meter uh, at the bottom left corner of the screen, and depending on how well your camo blunted into your surroundings, you had a basically a, a, a stealth meter, and it was like, okay, like a yep, percent of invisibility, <laughs> right? And that was really cool. What's I I replayed Metal Gear Solid Three last year, and what's and I played it on Vita, and what's not cool going back to that game from two thousand four in twenty twenty is scooting through the grass and like it's like okay i'm wearing tiger stripes i'm at 85 percent camo that's cool and then i cross into a patch of dirt and i go down to 20 percent. i'm like okay i gotta go in my menu i gotta change my camo i gotta get out of the menu i'm i scoot literally 10 feet across the patch of dirt and i'm back on the grass so i gotta go back into my menu change my camo go back out of the menu and that shit i was like man like I would I playing this in 2020 makes me realize how fucking tedious that I is. I feel like you should have only like, been able to change your camo at certain points like cuz you got to strip down and switch what you're wearing and and move all your gear around. Yeah. And I think that would have required you to think instead of just constantly picking whatever thing gave you 95% stealth on the particular terrain you were laying on, you would instead go, "Okay, well, which of these do I think is going to uh like be either most flexible with the kind of terrain I'm in and that I hope I will see for the next bit, or I'm going to pick one specific, like highly specialized thing and really commit to only being stealthy when I'm crawling through the grass or when I'm pressed up against the walls. Right. Right. Like, but by giving you so many different good stealth outfits for every type of material and the ability to switch them in a pause menu, you just yeah like you just always switch to whatever was best at any given moment and broke up the gameplay damn well also why are you making me not like elements of this game john (laughs) (laughs) that's the point we're supposed to pick this part finn go ahead we're not we're just supposed to discuss it but for me i think like didn't they kind of fix that on the ds version by allowing you to swap between um First of all, that always blew my mind the that they, they made a, that they made a port on the 3DS. Both of you to assume I played the 3DS version. Well, I could have sworn that they had a toggle where you could like queue up I, camo and like no. swap between them without having to go back if in the menus. Did, so I never played the 3DS version. Um, if they did, that would be great because I was literally just about to say like I feel like that would have been better if like they you would. I don't know, like toggle like a, a ring menu or or like the same thing as your item menu, right? And just cycle through your camo that way. Like it's so, like Metal Gear is one of those things where immersion is everything. 
Like, it's everything, right? Like, Metal Gear lives and dies on how immersed you are in its environment. If I'm going to give if I'm gonna give 4 anything, it's that 4 also had a pretty elegant solution to this with the octo camo, whatever the, the fuck. The octo camo, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. it, it, it would take the camo pattern on of whatever you're pressed against, but you needed to sit stationary pressed for a moment to gain it. And yeah, chameleon uh, style. Again, I might have made it where you have to sit longer to it to like fully grab that pattern so that you were more exposed while you were doing that. Um, because it, it kind of became too often in four where you would be, you know, this pattern good for the grass, then move out onto sand and just sit there for two seconds and then be invisible again. But um it got but to the point where that's it's more gimmicky. of a that's more of a four thing, but but I right. mean again, it, it, other games clearly this is a flaw that was recognized by Kojima and and company because it's something that they attempted to adjust in four and five because in, in five you just have I think you pick your one camo and you go you out yeah so yeah, yeah. and uh, and then of course and then of course you have the the eating like eating food and um there's nothing like watching snake uh and the chomp hats. into a raw an actual raw snake for the first time hell like, yeah like i never forgot i never forgot the first time it played that video of him just taking a huge bite <laughs> a chunk, with yeah. Constrictor. yeah and i'm just like what wow yeah like like that's that's fucking that's hardcore right there you know what's really um, cool about the hunting and the eating in metal gear solid 3 is that it was basically pokemon because you were like, you think, dude, you can't tell me playing Metal Gear Solid 3, you didn't have an urge to like find every type of animal and eat it. No, right? I did. Yeah. I did. Yeah, uh, for no, sure. You, you wanted to collect all the animals and eat them. I just love, I love Snake's reaction to eating instant noodles. Where he's like, yeah. that's damn good. Like, like that's. <laughs> or the sponsored the- calorie mate, like. Calorie mate, yeah. We make fun of like, cup noodle and Butterfinger in Final Fantasy 15, but but like, yeah, Kojima was out here straight up just like drink Coca Cola to become invincible, like product placement. Hell yeah, like, did not give a fuck. Like, the, I, I love that Snake would like like you could quickly discern Snake's favorite meals just by his reactions. Like you eat, uh, I, like I delicious. Ate a, I ate a yeah, or like I ate a rat, and he's like. <laughs> like yeah, yeah. like what can I say? And uh and like I I, lo- I absolutely <sighs> love that. D- yeah, what 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 thanks, would you eat that thanks, would make him Derek. throw up? I mean a rat would, would do it. That? Was it but, a rat oh, that that we- what I don't remember. I think there's certain plants, right? There's a couple mushrooms you can you, eat that'll it make would you throw up, right? Literally make him vomit. Yeah. Something yeah, like that. Yeah, he would li- he would he'd be like <laughs> it was so like I like, and it's like and what did it do? Like eating gave you your stamina back, right? Like it was also a when thing, I don't when think. you were high um in your uh like whatever bar it was called, whenever that was like high to maxed out, I think you also recovered. You, it's been a minute, so correct me if I'm wrong. I know that you recovered from injuries quicker without needing to use the special like first aid techniques things would just heal on their own faster and then also i think your like your red health recovered quicker right like didn't you have a recoverable part of the health gauge right. that regenerated a bit yes. right. yeah very fighting game style i think that's right and of course um uh of course halfway through the game 
uh, we get probably what is one of the best, most atmospheric scenes in the entire franchise. And it's just a snake climbing a ladder, a very, Everyone very, loves the ladder. very, very, very ladder. The ladder's so good. It's and so good ladder. It just starts playing uh, a purely uh, an acapella. Um, vocal, no, yeah, like no, no instrument. No, it's non instrumental. It's just a vocal version of the Snake Eater song. And I have vi- so like I actually played this game for the first time uh, in Iraq, and I have very vivid memories of that. Uh, and I and, and I it just man, what a what a soothing experience that was. Like, like I don't know what it is about that, but there's just something so incredibly immersive and calming about it. And it did really, Derek, make it feel like a James Bond movie. Yeah, I should like, have hated like that was... sequence. Everything about it should have been poison to me. I hate things like that in so many games. I love that sequence in three. I, I don't know it's why. Just, it's good. It's fantastic. It's pace. It's it's maybe just the right point in terms of the pacing yeah. and what comes before and after. I think the song is so fucking good, and hearing it purely a cappella with no instrumentals in the background is is very haunting. Um, and you know, Man. you can kick back while holding up on the control stick. Also, what Snake a, has a really a good butt, and you do get to watch that butt as he climbs that ladder. So he does. He, he is dummy thick. Yeah. What a as thrill, we've, man. As we've what, long that darkness and silence in the night. Like, I but just, look, I, let's I, talk I about the it. ending. Because well, hold on, that, hold that's on, hold the on, hold thing. On. Hold on, hold on, Finn. Hold on. Before we get I'm to the holding. ending, there are two more characters that I want to address real quick. And that is uh, uh, Sigint and Paramedic. Um, yeah, Sigint I love these two. Paramedic are... T- are 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 like you know essentially like you know the equivalent of mailing and master miller i i like i i think in regards i mean they're to your the supporting cast you, you just right. buzz them for talks talky talks sometimes but you, you find out much later that they are the founding members of the patriots and uh along such with an asshole such an asshole everything so, from metal gear solid 4 can eat my ass so <laughs> Paramedic and Sigint, who are these very friendly, cool characters with super interesting stories, you find out that they become completely corrupted. Hey, what's and... up? We're the Illuminati now. All Every side yep. character you ever met who's not accounted for is now the Illuminati. Boom, a Hideo it, Kojima yeah. game. And it was you, Ava, uh, Zero, pa- Ocelot, Sigint, and Paramedic who were the Patriots, who started the Patriots. And I and like going back last like with that knowledge, going back and playing it last year, I it was doesn't like, fit at all. Like that, it doesn't like, fit at like all. That. Like that, like I just, I just, I don't like. Like you found out that paramedic was the one who did the uh, les enfants terribles, uh, which is bullshit. Uh, yep, and she's just some weird nerd who watches a bunch of nerdy movies. Yeah, and, and isn't she the one that talks to you about Godzilla? Yeah, she talks to you about Godzilla. Yeah. Yeah, and she, she like bad, Derek. and she like tells you what food is or is not good to eat, basically. Like, but yeah, it's so completely, it doesn't work. It doesn't fit. See, see, that's the thing. When I said that Metal Gear Solid Three is is a good self contained like grounded game with good characters. If you play Metal Gear Solid Three, at this point in the franchise, you played one, you played two, you play three, you are unburdened from a lot of the baggage that comes later. Um, right. And oh, these characters... I just remembered that Sigan ended up being Donald Anderson. 
Yes, the that's chief right. of DARPA. Holy shit. Yes. Which doesn't that even is, make yes, sense. Finn is 100% correct. He is Donald Anderson from Metal Gear Solid. God forbid there be two it. separate black men. Like I, I forgot. <laughs> Finn, Finn, I, yeah. I'm, I cannot believe that I forgot that. Finn is 100% correct. But, and now and now that I remember that, I hate it. But <laughs> like, three, I absolutely see, that's the thing. hate I it. I love the supporting cast of three because you have like Major Tom and, uh, you know, and Sigint and Paramedic who are a fantastic just like Metal Gear Solid 1's support cast. Um, they're they're very likable. You want to call them. You want to have conversations with them. They help you feel less lonely in the field. Um, they don't... They aren't more than they need to be. They are just friendly voices on a radio uh, who are very likable, and, and yet you come to know. Um, and again, I've mentioned, I think the high-level villains, I think that like Volgan and the boss and Ocelot are incredible in this game. And... The problem is that everything that comes after in true Metal Gear Solid fashion tries to take anything that you might have already seen or known or experienced and tries to make it also tie into everything else. And you didn't need to. And it's such a stretch to go, hey, that kind of weird, dorky, fun, um, nerdy chick on the on the radio who talked to you about movies and you know, decided what food you could or could not eat. Food. Yeah. Right. Uh, by the way, she's also uh, experimenting on abducted children and like a eugenicist. Yeah. And she, like, she gets into really big into eugenics and it's like, yeah, what f- like, what? no, it like, doesn't that, work. It doesn't fit. Just let characters be other characters instead of going. Yeah, they're the same. They're all the same. I feel like I feel like the only one where needless... that works is 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 naked snake being big boss. Like, that's great. That's yeah, fucking yeah, that's great. It. You know, and but like, and and, and, and the, the swerve that like this was what caused him to be the subject of turn into a villain. Yeah. Yeah. Like and, and and you know, yeah, like it when when I found out that Sigint and Paramedic were founding members of the Patriots, like it like Derek said, it makes sense for Ocelot and Ava and Snake, but like but like I would include Zero in that number as well. Uh, you could just I'm because like, he's like military I'm brass, like, right? Like I'm like major zero. Like uh, it's weird, okay, but he's like, at least a military like commander in brass and it's like a career man. And you could see that turn, but it just makes no fucking sense with Sigint and paramedic. What yeah, the fuck? I, I just, I, I, I hated that. I absolutely hate. And I, again, like I feel like, but that's something later Kojima, games did. Metal Gear Solid three did not fuck those. Metal up. Gear Solid. Did, that's a good point. Metal Gear Solid three did not do that. Yeah. Um, Later games tarnished what Metal Gear Solid Three did right. They yeah. absolutely did, uh, and I, I'm really looking forward to that four conversation. Uh, Metal Gear Solid Three. Remembered. Yeah, Metal Gear Solid Three is not the one that said there's only one black man in all of Metal Gear. <laughs> like that yeah. was that like, was I, I honestly four. Like, is there another? Is there another black man in Metal? I mean, Gear? I gotta think about um, that. Um. I, I, and that's a problem. The only like, other the even like dark skinned man I can think of is Vulcan Raven, but he's not, Vulcan he's Raven, not black. Yeah. He's, he's native. He's, no. he's native American. He's so. Inuit. He's Inuit. Yeah. yeah. Um, it, although I will say this, I will, I, it was pretty cool that Sniper Wolf was Kurdish because that's our, yeah. that is a, that's an ethnicity, that's an ethnicity you don't see represented very often in any medium. Um, but yeah, like the fact that we're sitting here trying to figure out if there's another black, bl- another black character in, 
the Metal Gear franchise is a problem. Like that's that's a big fucking problem. Yeah. Um. But but oh, I wait, know wait, wait 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 uh um what is Fortune? Metal Gear Solid Two. Fortune. Yeah. Oh, Fortune. Yeah, Fortune and her dad. That's that's a that. Yep. That's right. I don't Fortune remember her explicit. Um. But her, yeah, I mean, there's not was, a lot of things. Yeah, her dad was coming out of the Marine Corps. Yeah, but she also um. Fortune kind of plays to a lot of like tropes in Japanese media of like super dark skin, but super light haired um, people who are really more of a reference to like a certain aesthetic and style than like a racial makeup. And like, even if she's intended to be black, it's like, oh my God, does she have to fall into the Gongoro look again? Like, can we not yeah. do this? But, but again, I, I digress. It happens well, in Naruto a lot. It too. happens in, in Japanese media constantly. And it's these characters are not always meant to be black. They're just meant to be extremely, extremely tanned because that's a look in Japan that is extremely not common. But, you know, it's a thing. Well, Finn, Finn had a uh, Finn had mentioned the ending of the game, and I feel like it's probably not only the the last hour of the game is not only some of the best some of the best the game has to offer, but it's some of the best the franchise has has to offer. Yes. Um, uh, you know the. You know the fight with Colonel Volgan in his tank is really cool. Um, I, I, you know, I, 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 I love that boy monster sequence. truck. The, the fight with, yeah, like I, I just it was it was so bombastic and over the top. Um, I, which is another reason why why Volgan is an effective villain, right? Because he's just he's fun to kill. I, you know, like you fucking hate his guts. He's very unlikable as a human being, and you just want to fucking end this guy. Uh, and then of course the fight with the boss. Uh, which is probably the most, in, in my opinion, uh, the most iconic moment in the entire franchise when she's lying in that field of flowers and Snake is just... And, and like, you can sit there for an hour and the game will just wait on you to pull the trigger uh, and 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 execute the boss. Like, you have to do that to, to end the game and move the story forward. But, I, I like, you can sit there for hours and just not do anything and the game will not make the choice for you to like, be fair it, that's you have to do it how a lot of video games are so but i feel it, it, but but i feel, but so i tried that with final fantasy 15 right and, and like because there's a moment at the end of the game where it's like press the circle button and win um and i and after about a minute the game just makes the decision for you mm. um it, and you know i know that other games will wait on you to to kind of like quote unquote pull the trigger but i feel like given the stakes and given the given your surroundings like i feel like it hit harder with metal gear solid 3 than it did any other game i've played that 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 kind of makes you do that um especially given the revelations about the boss after the game yeah when you find out that she was not a traitor like she everything she was doing was sanctioned by the u.s government and she still um, gave still gave him a a nuke which multiple nukes which but she was instructed to do that yeah like, like that was part of her cover like yeah she like she was working like like they made it very clear like she never or that was ava who told you that at the end she's like the boss never betrayed her country like this was the sack yeah but that but was like, the big swerve yeah like she she never actually betrayed her country she, everything from the from the tactical nukes to, to everything she was instructed to do that uh, and part of her mission was to be remembered um, by the general public as a traitor, uh, and 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 that really. And there's a there's a moment uh, at the end that you know that famous it became a famous meme right where like Snake is saluting 
uh you know the boss's grave yeah he's saluting her grave and that's an actually stupidly powerful moment though like we joke about it but that is the ending of metal gear solid 3 hits really really hard it really does well especially with the flowers the flowers and the well and and like you know like finn was kind of alluding to like that's the moment when when Snake finds that out and and you know he's at the White House and they pass him the title of Big Boss like you I feel like that's the moment where he's like this is all meaningless and you know we soldiers are expendable and I'm going to create a world I'm going to create a world where they are not expendable where soldiers are 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 free to to soldier you know and you know where their actions have meaning now he was severely misguided when he did that um, but I, I don't, feel like I don't think the there's moment. a good version of that. Um, not not to get like hot and political on this very political <laughs> leftist gaming podcast, but like, man, it, in retrospect, it seems like create a world where soldiers can do whatever they want and then and find the meaning in their own personal acts of warfare is maybe not the right path for the world, man. I, I feel like maybe yeah. Snake. I feel like maybe Snake should have just like retired. Yeah, like like resigned. It would have been better. Been like, you know what? I'm gonna go get a job at Halliburton or you know Deloitte. Or, he should have you know, just, just gotten into. He should have just gotten into anime here. He Metal he could have like. He, well, you know, he's got such a gravelly voice. He could have done like you know voice acting. Um, you know, like, and that would have been meta as hell. Yeah, he could have started. He could have like, started in like uh, I don't know the second Guyver movie. Who knows. Yeah, like you know, I but but you know he did what he did, and um, yeah, I I feel like you know Derek, you said something earlier that I I thought was really interesting. You said that Metal Gear Solid Three is a great self-contained story. Um, I feel like you can you can play Metal Gear Solid Three and not play anything else after it and feel fulfilled. It is it is both the best game in the franchise, but also the one that works alone. And and I think almost the only one that works alone. I don't even think Metal Gear Solid 1 works that well on its own because it's heavily bogged down by the past in a way yeah. that re- like really requires you to accept. There's no way to go into Metal Gear Solid 1 and not like know and accept that you're missing out on a bunch of shit because there's two games that came before that you almost certainly did not play. And Metal Gear Solid 3 comes unpacks its shit, tells you a great story with some great characters, provides you some some fun boss fights and some really unique gameplay experiences, and when it's done, wraps its shit up and gets out of your fucking house. <laughs> yeah. Finn, Finn, how do you it feel doesn't about overstate that? It doesn't overstate... I mean, I, I can't really disagree with that. It doesn't overstate its welcome. You know, and I feel like that... You know, I, I feel like that's a, a really important distinction to make between two and three. Like, two... Like playing through, like you can play through two, but it's understanding what's happening is completely dependent upon having played one, like one hundred percent, and also um, imbibing mescaline. Right, right. That's another thing. Um, but womp, but womp. but but I feel like three three's disconnection with the present and and you know kind of shooting back thirty years in the past uh, was exactly what the franchise needed. Um, to to kind of you know like okay, you're not going to play Snake or Raiden. You're going to play as this guy who who is, you know, who's big boss, you know, like this is where it all started. Um, and you know, you, you are free of the past and you, you are essentially, because after that, like we got one more game of solid snake and then we got right back to playing as, as big boss. 
No, um, we didn't. I'm trying not to do Phantom Pain. Spoilers, the game's so. old enough at this point. All right. Like, okay, fine. You play, you play as a medic. But yeah. although you do play as Big Boss in Ground Zeroes. Yeah. To be fair, yes. you do. But then, yes, in, in, in the Phantom Plane, you're playing. It's just you're playing as a knot because they needed a way to explain why there are, are basically two big bosses throughout. Because once again, lack of lack of proper planning uh, wrote them into some corners. So, yeah, that I mean, dude, Metal Gear Solid 5 is a whole other conversation. Um, okay. I've but- never so quickly <laughs> turned around on a game after playing it for 80 hours. <laughs> Right. I, oh God. Um. I, I, we cannot. Can, can, I. I think here's the thing. Here's the thing is that you know four was a huge endeavor, but I think three was the last time Metal Gear Solid was truly great. It's a George Lucas type scenario almost, right? Like where where George Lucas and Star Wars, like the everyone loves that original trilogy, and we all kind of agree that the problem is that Star Wars blowing up the way it did was worse for Star Wars and worse for George Lucas. In a lot of ways, everyone stopped telling him no. And I think the yeah. same thing really happens with Kojima is one and two are weird <laughs> and do well, and three blows up. And the problem is that after three, everyone's terrified to tell Kojima that anything he does is a bad idea. And you can tell because four is the first one where Kojima starts doing his like 15 minute game reveal trailer, like pretentious. Yeah. Ridiculous. And now people get harassed on the internet if uh, you're a small if developer you... and somebody assumes that you're Kojima based on nothing. Nothing. Yeah. So hooray. And- Love this culture of worship. There's actually a really uh, there's actually and and I, I while this is fresh in my head there's actually a really interesting and fun Easter egg that references characters from other games um, and it, it it I can't remember how it comes up but there's like a like it was either like a, a an additional it was something added to the game but it had to do with Ape Escape right and so Colonel it was an Ape so, Escape uh, mode yeah yeah Ape Escape yeah. mode and it was Ape Escape mode and. Um, Snake was complaining that he didn't want to do it. And he was like, why can't you just have Sam or Gabe do it? And those are references to, <laughs> to Gabe from uh, Splinter, Sesher, Splinter Cell S- and Sam and from, Siphon Filter. Or Siphon Filter, yeah. Siphon Filter and Splinter Cell. And I and I didn't pick up on that at first, Finn, the first time I played it. And then it was only later I was like, oh, that was a really cool little Easter egg. Like, that was cute. Wink and a nod. The yeah. Metal Gear Solid uh, cinematic universe, as it were. I do like when Metal um, Gear is willing to be a little, like, self-aware and fourth wall breaking and kind of funny. Like, that, genuinely very good. Did either of you guys, uh, did I? Did anyone here um, save and quit during the end fight, wait a week, and then reload the game so the end would die of old age? No, I tracked that old fucker down so I could take him out with my bare hands. I did it last year in my replay. Uh, That's dark, bro. I I had never it's coming from it. the guy who just said he tracked down and choked out an old man. <laughs> I mean, you know, look, Derek, you got to do what you got to do, man. Yeah. Um, but, but I, I did it. I, I did it last year and I got to tell you, it's like, I had never done it. It was super cool. Like I didn't know what to expect, but yeah, he's just dead. He's just, die- he just fucking dies of old age. And, uh, uh, and you can, I, I believe you can actually, well, I believe you can actually fuck with the clock like like yeah, you can mess with the system the, clock uh, yeah yeah and kill him that way too um and uh 
I was I had actually pulled up something, and some people like had like fought the end for hours, like like it, it, some like it was like you can look through playthroughs, and people will sit there and fuck with the end. It's a great like many layered hours. fight. It's yeah, very interesting. Like it's it is it is just a cool. You can also um you can also kill him, uh, at a different point in the game as well, and skip his boss battle entirely, and that is. That's one of the coolest things. Yeah, there's a moment where he's being wheeled out on a wheelchair, and uh, you're hiding across a river, I believe, and you can pop out your sniper rifle. You've only got a a second to do it, but you can pop out your sniper rifle, shoot him. You have to like rush to do it after that cutscene because somebody wheels him back in, starts wheeling him back in like as soon as the cutscene ends. So you have to like you have to know that you can take a try at that and immediately pop your rifle out and go for him. But yeah, but that's like, super it's, it's cool. It's important to point out that like that's not that's not breaking the game. Like you like that's in there as a thing you can yeah. legitimately. Kojima's do that's to, the part where Kojima is and like tends to be very brilliant. Is I love the way that he does often open up all of these weird little things that you can choose to do that are are he had the foresight to think somebody w- might try this. Um, little stuff like the parrot again in the end boss fight being the spotter and you can take the parrot out. And, right. and it will actually make it harder for him to find you. Like, a little shit like that, you know? He's a hack when it comes to writing, but I do think he's a very good game designer. Although, I I do, I will take, uh, I, I, I do kind of have to chuckle at something Kojima said. And this goes back to the boss fights in the game and the, and the conversations we were having about them outside of the end. Uh, he said here that I designed the boss battles of Snake Eater to be totally different from those in previous Metal Gear games or any other games. And I'm like, eh. Yeah, the only one that's really, meaningfully different like, is the end. And I think the end is, like, is great mean, for it. Yeah, like, I, I don't, like, you know, and I, I'm somebody who enjoys the boss fights in the game, but reading that quote, I'm like, eh, I mean, they're not really that different from any other boss fights you've done in Metal Gear games except for the end. Like, I mean, the pain, you're just shooting him. And, you know, the fear, you're just, shooting him and the fury you're just shooting him um you know i i can see like like the sorrow is another uh is another interesting boss fight though um because you're just it's not even really a boss fight you're you just walk down a really long hallway that is way longer and yeah but what's interesting is that uh all the enemies in that river are enemies that you have killed uh, during the course of the game, so if you're doing a pacifist run and you're only killing the bosses, the like you're just walking down this empty ass river, <laughs> and the only phantom characters that come out and and try to get you are uh, the pain, the fear, and the fury. That's it. It is, it is the most horrifically um, overlong sequence, and yes. I hate it so much. I, yeah, Even I, though it, it's it a was, cool gimmick, it's awful for the player. So, yeah. And there was like a there's like a pill you take at the end to wake yourself up, and the game doesn't really make that apparent. And so I it took me like like I I died over and over and over and over trying to figure out how the fuck to end that sequence. And yeah, I'm with you. Like I that was the low point of the game for me. I was like, this sucks. It's the it's but the main the reason I have I, I have not gone back to replay that game in forever, as I know I'm eventually gonna hit that fucking river. It's just a slog. It's just a fucking slog. But overall. Um, like you know, all that aside, I love Metal Gear Solid Three simply because of every like, you know, every masterpiece has flaws. Like nothing is yeah, perfect. Yeah, it does. Yeah, 
Derek is not available all the time. Yeah, well, that's, I'm sorry. That's Derek's own. Derek's I promise. Own I promise. Oh. Like it's eventually, it's really gonna happen, and I'm really gonna be on on a not night schedule. But, but at the same time, like that's my biggest flaw is that I'm always available. So you know that's what that, I'm not gonna think about that. <laughs> Derek, it's 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 John it's is the little Caesars. Of of yeah. podcasters, no, I like he's, to think of he's hot and CCs. ready anytime. I, li- <laughs> I like to think of myself as the little CCs of podcasts. Like I'm cheap, uh, I'm cheap, I'm easy, uh, and you know what? Um, some people enjoy me, some people don't. Uh, but you know, but you know, you're getting what you pay for. Yeah. So and sometimes and so it's that's 27 me, slices of Johns before you get kicked ab- out of the podcast. Absolutely. Absolutely. At least none of us are uh, the Papa Johns of podcasts. <laughs> oof. Oof. Ooh, yeah, that's uh, woo. as as a Louisville um, native. Oof. All right, let's wrap this. Yeah, up, so man. let's let's wrap this up. Metal Gear Solid Three to me is um, like not just the high point of the franchise, but probably one of the finer uh, stealth a- uh, stealth action games uh, I've ever played. Simply because it does such a good job of immersing you in that world. Like, yeah, some of the elements of the game don't age well. Uh, you know, specifically, you know, having to go into your menu every time you want to change your camo and you have to change and it happens frequently enough like you have to change your camo frequently enough to where you're like oh like i gotta go to my fucking menu again um but you know stuff like that aside metal gear solid 3 does world building and world immersion like very like it was so ahead of its time in that regard uh and every time i go back to it i i feel like i'm i feel like i'm there in you know the early 1960s again uh, you know, slinking through the grass in Russia, you know, being sneaky, and there's just something super, Which you, you super satisfying did. about that. Yeah, absolutely, hundred percent. What about you, Derek? I love this game. Game, game, pretty good. I um, does it slap, Derek? As it does, say? it does slap, slap incredibly it's, hard. It's a banger. It's a banger. It's a it's, banger. Uh, um, it's, it's very good. Is, I love this game. Is that all I have? It's the only. It's the only Metal Gear Solid game I just straight up love. Uh, I, I, I like a lot of aspects of these games, um, but it's it, there's such mixed bags for me. And three is the only one that I think I truly love, and it is one of my favorite games of all time from a franchise that I have a lot of of vitriol towards, which you know. Should be evidence that I'm unbiased about things. Yeah, that's the primary takeaway: is that I am unbiased. I and- like three a lot. It is my second favorite of the franchise. Um, I think it it deserves all of its love. I think uh, I I kind of wish that it didn't fall into the trap of a lot of wrong, long running series where things that made the earlier entries great chronologically get systematically screwed up in future entries. But one and three, I think are just pinnacles of why people love the middle gear franchise. And the the franchise has been chasing that high ever since. Um, I don't know. I mean, three, three is great. The boss is a, is a definitive villain slash uh, tragic hero in video gaming like there's yeah. it's just she's she's a top tier antagonist in gaming and naked snake slash big boss i mean all of the supporting cast it's it's quality it's 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 good stuff 
and like this is the last thing I'll say about it. Like and I like I this this has been something I I've been trying to find another game and franchise to compare it to. And you know what? This Metal Gear Solid Three is the Resident Evil Four of Metal Gear. Uh, because you know it's it's regarded by most as one of the top games in the entire franchise, and but it's also the point where the franchise started to kind of go off the rails. Um, and like Finn said, like you know, Metal Gear Solid, you know, uh, four and five and Ground Zeroes, like like was just trying to recapture that magic. And I and fucking hate that it. I understand you. <laughs> <laughs> like I mean, but but like I'm right. Like I feel like that's an apt comparison, though, right? Uh, like. I mean, until until recently, like Resident Evil Seven was chasing for, or Resident Evil was chasing that that four magic for years, yeah. and it just couldn't fucking do it. And I, I, I feel think like we're, three. What's that? I was gonna say, I think we're we're beginning to talk in circles. Yeah, yeah. We're I just, just we're just looping back. Yeah, I I just I I can't help but I can't help but make that comparison. Yeah, it's um, a good comparison. But, to be uh, fair, my it comparisons is. are the best. Uh, but we will go ahead. Well, okay, maybe not. It's, but it, it's the Mega Man Battle Network Two of Metal Gear Solid. Totally understand what you're talking about. I'm out. It's totally the Tales of Vesperia of Metal Gear Solid. Okay. Please, right, God, now, get me out of here. Now we. It's now, the King's Quest this, Six. Of this Metal conversation Gear Solid. is the Metal Gear Solid Four of podcast conversations. Uh, but we're gonna go ahead going and on wrap forever? up here. Oh my God, Finn. We're going to go ahead and wrap it up here. I love you, buddy. Um, don't forget that we go live on twitch.tv slash official SDGC every Thursday night at 9 p.m. Eastern time. Um, Derek and Finn, thank you so much for talking about a, a yet another beloved game in the, uh, uh, we'll say, ubiquitous Metal Gear Solid franchise. Um, I'm not sure if that and, adjective works, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go with it anyway. You know what, dude? I'm tired. I don't think it. I'm not sure if it works either, but I'm I'm tired um, and weary. Never mind. That's redundant. Anyway, uh, I'm looking forward to our conversation on four. <laughs> I think that's where things are gonna get really interesting. It's gonna be safest um, if I'm not there. Oh uh, no! It's, but see, that's why I want you there because I don't want a safe conversation, Derek. I want to I want to feel dangerous. I want to feel dangerous. Oh my god. Uh, but at any rate, we'll wrap it up here. Thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, don't forget to give us a follow on Twitch. Uh, and don't forget to leave a comment right here on SoundCloud or Spotify or wherever you are listening to this or wherever you are li- uh, listening to this. Um, I can't even talk anymore. Uh, thanks again, everybody. And remember, kindness costs nothing. We'll see you later. <laughs>